Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Feeding Grain podcast, and thank you for listening. My name is Stephen Kilger, Managing Editor of Feeding Grain and your host today. We have a great show for you today. Tanner M. Key, Lead Economist for Grain and Oil Seeds at CoBank, is my guest. We're talking about a report M. Key wrote for CoBank called Rising Costs of Grain Storage Will Force Elevators to Lower Bids and Widen Bases. It's a really fascinating report and a timely discussion on the grain market that we're currently facing. But before we get into that, if you're listening to this podcast, within a podcast app, please consider subscribing and leaving a review if you're able to. It really helps us out and lets us know that you're listening. If you can't do that, though, you will find the Feeding Grain podcast in every single industry watch, and that'll keep you updated to the newest episodes that are coming out. Thank you so much again for listening. On to our conversation with Tanner. Hi, Tanner. Thanks so much for talking to us today. Great to have you here. Can you tell me a little bit more about yourself and what you do at CoBank? Sure. I am the lead economist for grains and oil oil seeds at CoBank in Denver, Colorado, and I uh, focus on grain and oil seed markets. Excellent. Excellent. Well, I have you on here because CoBank released this really interesting report written by you called Rising Cost of Carry Will Force Co-op Grain Elevators to Lower Bids Widen Basis. And it's really interesting how kind of all these economic things are merging together <laughs> to, to make this almost like perfect storm of this carry price increase. How have rising interest rates impacted the cost of carrying grain and oil seed inventories for grain merchandisers over the past year? Well, I think you characterized it exactly what it is, Stephen. It's a perfect storm. We've got rising costs of everything in this inflationary environment. Those of us in agriculture have not escaped that. And the Federal Reserve has responded by raising interest rates at the fastest pace in decades. And so here we are with higher operating costs and rising interest rates at a time when grain elevators are borrowing against commodities that are also still historically high. Now, USDA has forecasted that corn, wheat, and soybean prices are going to be coming down in the 23-24 crop year, but they're still high historically compared to the years and decades past. So when you have interest rates at the highest they've been in several years and you have commodity prices that are still historically high, well, it's going to cost you a lot more to borrow on those commodities. And we're forecasting that the cost of storing and owning commodities is going to be the highest on record because of this confluence of factors. And for interest rates in our paper, we estimate interest rates are going to be about seven and three quarters percent for most of your grain elevators out there. And we just used USDA's forecasts, corn, wheat, and soybeans, their average marketing year prices that they've recently posted. So you do the math and you have the estimated financial cost of carry for the forthcoming crop year at the highest on record. And based on the Federal Reserve's latest messaging, sounds like we may not be done yet. Fed just met here recently and they put their interest rate increases on pause for the time being, but they made very clear there may be more increases yet to come. And so that is going to add further upward pressure on the cost of ownership of anything. And so for corn, wheat, and soybean prices at where they're at, it's going to add further burden of ownership. Yeah, especially because, I mean, well, throughout most of my adult life now, we've been dealing with really low historical interest rates from the Fed. So this this raise is something that high interest costs are something a lot of us have never really dealt with. That's exactly right. It's been the talk of the industry. There's a lot of grain traders out there, a lot of grain elevators that have not experienced this type of environment. And so it's going to be a learning curve for a lot of people. Yeah, definitely. But it's not just interest rates. Like you said, the cost of everything is rising, including 
operation costs, transportation, fuel, electricity, labor, if you can find labor at all. How do all these other things now, they're also affecting the financial burden of carrying grain in for elevators as well. You're exactly right, Stephen. The, the costs of everything have gone up. Transportation costs have been problematic for grain elevators. They don't know sometimes how to set basis because they don't know if they can get train cars. You have labor is extremely tight. It's always been tight in rural America. Now it's a nationwide problem with labor being so scarce and wages going up. And then electricity and fuel, those prices have gone up. Although prices, some of these commodities like fuel are expected to come down from last year's peaks, they're still historically high. And so you add up all of these rising costs. There's not a lot that elevators have to control on cost here. Uh, I should point out there's uh, one more very important cost, and that is insurance. And my colleague, Ken Zuckerberg here at CoBank, has just recently come out with a paper on the rising cost of insurance for uh, grain merchandisers. And so that's just adding phenomenal burden on grain elevators. And there's just very little wiggle room here to reduce these costs. So what does a grain elevator do? Well, if you can't cut these costs, for instance, you cannot not have insurance. You cannot not have transportation. Maybe you can trim some labor in some areas. But for a lot of these costs, they are just what they are. And so the way you manage it is you're going to have to lower your local bid in order to pay for it. You're going to have to widen out your basis to afford this higher cost burden. Yeah. Well, especially since lowering any of those costs, you usually inflict other costs. You can lower your labor costs, but it usually involves investing in automation and other things. So it's not a quick fix and it also takes capital to do. Yeah. There's a lot of conversations out there about automation. And again, these are longer term issues. It takes money to invest in those expenditures. But no, you're right. These are uh, issues that are longer term, but they all kind of coalesce this year all at once in this inflationary environment with rising cost of everything, rising interest rates, plus high commodity prices all just kind of hits everybody all at once. And it seems like everyone has different things that they want from this, right? Different motivations. So you have the grain elevators who obviously want to grain out as quick as possible. End users would prefer not buying until they absolutely need it. So their prices don't go up. And then there's producers in the mix too, right? Who want the best price for their crop and don't want to worry about the storage so much. Can you tell me kind of how all the stakeholders have different views of what they want? and how this is kind of impacting their strategies and the strategies of grain elevators. Sure. Well, I think uh, you characterize it there very well. Commodities now are kind of like a hot potato. You want to pass it on as fast as you can because you're trying to lower your storage costs, which can be so high in this environment. And so from the elevator standpoint, you want to get it out the door as fast as you can. From the farmer standpoint, yeah, you don't want to pay storage on it either. So you would be motivated to move it as fast as you can. And if you're the end user, you you want to delay ownership for as long as possible because they want to keep their storage costs as low as possible as well. They don't want to have to be sitting on high-priced inventory and having to borrow against that. The more they have to borrow against it, thereby reduces how much they have in their working capital. So that can take away from other operations, other business operations when you got capital tied up in your inventory. So it's the hot potato. People are going to want to move it away as fast as possible or delay receiving it for as long as possible. So you've got some competing 
motivations here throughout the supply chain. And it's ultimately probably going to be the elevator that when they want to pass it on to the, the end user, the end user is going to say, no, I don't want it right now. You're going to have to sit on it. And so therefore, the elevator is going to be stuck holding for a longer period of time, longer than they would probably normally want to. And it's going to end up coming out of their pocket. And so what do they do? They're going to widen their basis. And unfortunately, you know that'll be the farmer that usually that ends up paying them. In your report, you talk a little bit about inverted markets for f- futures with them being so high right now. Can you explain to me a little bit what an inverted market is and how it's affecting all of this? It's been a stressful time for a lot of grain traders out there. So basically, the future price of grain in an inverted market is lower than today's spot price. That's not how the future markets are normally functioning. If you're going to store commodities, you want those future prices to be higher to at least cover your cost of operating, to at least cover your financial burden, which is mostly in the interest expense. But that's not happening right now. That's not not been the case here for the last crop year at any rate. The market is trying to incentivize because of the tight stock situation with old crop, trying to incentivize the market to deliver commodities to the market as fast as possible. We talked about the hot potato phenomenon, trying to move it as fast down the supply chain as possible. Well, the inverted market with lower prices in the future adds further pressure on supply chain to do that. And so if you're holding a grain for any amount of time, well, you're getting double penalized. Your costs are elevated for all the things that we just talked about. But then at the same time, you have this inversion, which is adding further penalty to anyone holding grain. So it's just, it adds more burden still to grain shaders and elevators that are in the business of storing commodities. In your report specifically kind of focuses on co-op grain elevators, because they're in a bit of a different situation. Private company can always just not take in grain and everything. But with a co-op, you have members. Your job is to take and store their grain. Exactly. Exactly. It's not like you're going to call up your farmer members and say, we're not taking your grain this year. That's not how co-op works. They're obligated to post a bid. Whereas if you're a private grain trader, maybe you don't have to if you don't want to. (laughs) You have that freedom. The co-op has no such freedom. They are obligated to post a bid for their members. How do you think this is going to affect their local bids and their basis for those grain co-ops? What are they going to have to do in this kind of market? It'll be a market-wide. Everyone is going to be faced with the question of how low to post the bid. Everyone is dealing with the same stresses uh, to varying degrees. Now, it's not all markets are the same. No two markets are identical. So it's going to be different from one co-op to the next, depending upon their debt structure, depending upon their local market and grain availability and what have you, and what local demand is looking like. But the pressures are the same. There is going to be an incentive there for all cooperative grain elevators to widen their basis. Now, to which degree, as I said, that's going to depend from one co-op to another, depending upon a whole number of factors. But the pressures are the same there. It's going to be the same on every co-op to widen your basis. Well, thank you so much for talking to me. Those are all the questions I have. Did I miss anything? Is there anything else you'd like to talk about? The only thing I would add, Stephen, is that when co-ops are sharing this stressful market fundamental of rising cost of operation and what have you, and everybody is facing these same challenges, it's important to be honest and upfront with your members and say, this is the situation. And we are going to be seeing a widened basis environment very likely in the area. I would recommend that they communicate this early and often with their co-opers. Yeah, great advice all around. Best just to be open and honest with with anyone you're taking ingrained from. (laughs) 
Absolutely. You don't want to have any surprises. Exactly. The less surprises you can have in an already stressful time is for the best. Right. Exactly. Yep. Thank you so much for talking to me and our listeners today. Well, glad to be here. Thanks for having me, Stephen. And for everyone listening out there, thank you so much. And we'll talk to you next time.